Welcome to my new podcast, Getting Chatty with Platy. Now, the idea of this podcast is that it's going to be a multi-platform series, sometimes uploaded to YouTube, sometimes even just an IG live, talking to people I have a genuine interest in, and not just in the online business space, but people from all walks of life, ranging from elite academics to compelling authorities within their field of expertise. Now, what I'm going to try and do is... I'm going to try and cut the shit from the regular mundane podcast where the same generic questions are asked. And what you're really going to listen to or watch today is two successful people having a chat about life and business. And now we're on Apple Music as well and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe on those platforms. Now, today's guest is Nathan Chat. Now, he is the owner of Founder Magazine. It's a paid magazine for young aspiring entrepreneurs. He started as an IT technician before retraining in marketing and then launching Founder Magazine, which has now got a huge following online with 2.6 million followers on Instagram alone and over 250,000 subscribers to the magazine. So Nathan, thank you so much for being here. And now, as I said with my podcast, I'm trying to steer away from the generic business podcast. So I want to actually understand the minds of entrepreneurs and the businesses they've created. So I thought we'd start off with 10 lighthearted, quick fire questions today. So is that okay with you? Are you ready to get chatty with Platy today? Yeah, let's do it. Wicked, man. Okay, so I want to know what is on the very top of your bucket list. Uh, <laughs> on the spot, I'd on say, the spot straight away. <laughs> I'd say um, to travel to most of the countries in the world. Okay, amazing. Love that. Love that. And what would you? What would your best friend or partner say is your most annoying habit or trait? Ask too many questions. Like, I'm like that. Dream sandwich. I want to know the bread, the sauce filling, the lot. Uh, the, it's got to be white bread. It's got to be uh, with bacon. It's got to be with lettuce, chicken, and it's got to be jaffled and no okay. butter. This is like a hybrid butter. club sandwich, some, 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 some bougie club sandwich we're going for right here. Okay, cool. Okay, what is the one topic that you think should be taught in school right now that's not? Emotional intelligence. Nice, nice. The last Netflix series you watched? Well, it wasn't Netflix, but it was Amazon. It's The Boys. Okay, Sweet, sweet, sweet. And define what success looks like to you in three words. Doing work you love. Nice. Genre of music for working or no music at all? So do you listen to music or do you prefer not no music when you're working? No music. No music. Okay, interesting. Three people you would love to have over for a dinner party. Drake, Tupac and Elon Musk. <laughs> Yeah, cool. That's an eclectic mix. And food or a meal that reminds you most of your childhood? Juk. Yeah, probably juk. Okay, sweet. And, and finally, the worst advice you've ever received? Mm. Not sure. Get a lot of advice, man. That's okay. Too, we'll, too, too, too hard. We'll pass, we'll pass on that final one. It's like I always crumble on the quick fire questions when I have to do them. So, <laughs> um, Okay, Nathan, thank you so much for being here, man. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Uh, it's actually funny because 
around four years ago now, I actually DM'd you on LinkedIn, uh, trying to, to muscle in on your success at Founder. I was back working in corporate sales back then, and I wanted to join your sales team. And here we are coming full circle, and I'm interviewing you on my podcast today. So it's funny how, wow. how life comes around. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome, man. That's so cool to hear. So so what exactly happened? I'd love to know. Well, I, I, um, I was working in corporate sales I got into heavily into marketing. I was selling advertisement at the time. Um, you did you did respond back at the time, I think, but you weren't you weren't scaling the team at that point. Well, you probably were, but maybe not on the sales side of things. And I then kind of found a love for digital marketing. I started a marketing agency of me agency of my own here in the UK, and we scaled it up. We we provide Facebook ad services to companies, uh, mainly e-commerce companies around the globe. And yeah, we've now built a, a respectable little team and kind of started our personal brand as well on YouTube and everything. So yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of come full circle. So it's, it's, it's wicked to have you on here today. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations on all your success, man. Thanks, man. Likewise, I've been following the journey for a long time. So likewise, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of it all. So no, it's amazing. Uh, Nathan, I've got, oh, some, I've got some questions prepared uh, for you today, and, but I want this to kind of to be as conversational as possible. And uh, one of the things that I, that I really want to know though is, Everyone who meets you from everything I've read online, everything I've seen from your journey, they'd say that you exude ambition and a drive to be successful. Now, I want to know if you can remember your earliest memory of when you felt the desire to be something more than maybe just mediocre. And, and what was your first entrepreneurial experience as a kid? Yeah, good question. So, um, look, First, I think that's two questions there. I think the first one is like, what drove um, my desire uh, to not be mediocre? I think that started um, when I just kind of hit breaking point, just doing work that I didn't enjoy. So yeah. before then, I, um, you know, just kind of used to cruise along in life, man. Like there's people like, you know, that I, you know, went to school with or, you know, used to party with when I was younger or whatever, they would never think I'm doing what I'm doing now, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was just yeah. like this kind of funny guy, a bit of a joker and stuff. So um, I didn't I, I, I didn't get good grades. I was never a high achiever. Um, so before Founder, funnily enough, like it's, it's like the only thing I've done really that I'm extremely proud of, right? So um, I hope that kind of answers that question because, yeah, it was only probably about seven, eight years ago when I, when I really made that um, shift, right. I made that, had that mindset shift that, um, I could do so much more. I could be so much more, but more than anything, it was always about the work. How do I find work that I enjoy because life is too short to mm. not do things that you enjoy. Right. Um, and yeah, like I, I was just really unhappy in the work that I was doing. I just didn't like it. I, I, it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, in regards to like my first entrepreneurial experience, uh, I never knew it at the time, right? Like I never knew it at the time, but I was always hustling. Like I used to sell, you know, burnt music CDs and all sorts of things. <laughs> nice. Like when back when like you could, you could rip CDs, my dad had a burner and yeah. I was burning stuff and selling stuff to kids at school. So like I've actually always been a hustler. I just didn't know it. Yeah, nice. Neil Patel did that as well. He actually used to sell... Um, Pirates, he said, so uh, pirated t CDs and DVDs, but also he used to sell the pirated like chips to have like satellite TV when, when that was a thing. So he'd like oh. to sell the pirated chips, but he'd sell them to the parents. So <laughs> there's, there's a common thing in these, these youthful criminal enterprises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like for me, yeah, I think I was always, 
hustle is probably not the best word, but I've always had a bit of get up and go. I think mm-hmm. I've always had like kind of the resourcefulness to, yeah. to work things out. hundred percent. No, no, that's, that's amazing. I, I read that founder had, did, did, did you make five dollars fifty on the first day and then $80 around that on the first month? So yeah. like, resilience has got to be a huge part of that as well like how did you stay motivated well i mean to be honest like like i suppose of entrepreneurs we never think we're going to turn a profit within our first like couple of months or like we're going to make any kind of money so i think it's in our plan anyway to not make a huge sum of money to start off with but was that disappointing how did you stay motivated when you were first launching out or did you have backup income what was what was the score with that yeah good question so like for me um the fact that I could create something that I knew nothing about, i.e. entrepreneurship, and provide enough value or perceived value that people would pay even $5 or 50 cents on the first day of launching or $80 at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's awesome. So I think for whatever reason, it's interesting. Like seven years ago when I started Founder, I thought entrepreneurship was hot. Like mm-hmm. I thought Like, but you look at right now, it's like the hottest thing ever. Right. But like, I guess things were a little different back then where, you know, there was podcasting, there was bloggers, Pat Flynn, you know, people like that who I used to look up to, but I don't think you would compare yourself as much as you might now, if you were looking or you were spying uh, in the online space. I don't, I don't think it would be as the same, to be honest, Jordan, like, Honestly, when I launched the magazine, I didn't really care about the money. It wasn't about how do I make a shit ton of money mm. or anything like that. It was like I'm doing work that, that I didn't enjoy. I really wanted to get a job in marketing. Yeah. Um, so I was still working in IT support. So that's how I was like, and that's the way I recommend everyone goes, right? Like if you're frustrated with what you're doing, you want to start a business, you don't know where to start and you've got a day job, you stay in that day job and you, you, you keep grinding and, and yeah. you, you work two jobs, right? Like this is the only way to get it done. And um, for me, what kept me going was um, that glimmer of hope. Like that's a, the beautiful thing about recurring revenue, right? Like you would get it in your agency, I assume, yeah? So like you, it, it does go up if you, if you, you know, do a good job. So um, look, for me, it, it like it wasn't demotivating. It was actually like empowering that mm-hmm. this guy that knew nothing about any of this stuff, people were prepared to to you know hand over their cold, hard earned dollars to to yeah. read this magazine. And then um, I just fell in love with the process. Fell yeah. in love, as I said, with the work. And then you know eventually we made it work. Right, like you know after a year, I could go full time on it, and then off we go. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I fully agree with you. It's it's there's it's so much. I, I mean, I, I don't know whether you experienced, but certainly when I started my agency, I had so much imposter syndrome. I'm like, okay, I'm, mm. I'm now doing this new thing, and and people are actually paying for me, me to provide this service to them. And did you experience that at all? Like, because obviously you're you're, yeah. you're jumping into an industry which is just it's an absolute. I mean, minefield, presumably. And there's there's so many competitors, there's so many big names. Like, did you experience imposter syndrome when you're first starting out? Yep. 110% still do to this day, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that, that, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, business is, 
it's never going to be smooth, plain sailing. And I mean, that to some people, like it's, it's kind of alien to them that, it, that it's not going to be this kind of, I think we glamorize entrepreneurship nowadays, especially yeah. in the world of in- entrepreneurship. And I don't think it's ever been as popular as it is right now to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think yeah. everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but then, necessar- but then at the same time can have a very false perception of how easy um, it can be. And so to help listeners feel okay with bumps in the road, can you tell me, what the biggest thing is that you're struggling with maybe at the moment and how you think you're going to overcome that? Mm. <laughs> well, the biggest things that I struggle with at the moment, but I don't, I don't know how much that would resonate with, with people that are wanting to start. It's just like scaling, right? Like scaling problems, building the team, working on the org structure, working out how do we create more product working? Like we just got a lot going on. Um, so, you know, scaling content, um, you know, we're reworking our content team, you know, we're finding the right org structure. Those are the things that I struggle with, but I'm working on with, with one of my advisors, right? So those are the things that, um, yeah, I'm focused on right now. Uh, and like, you know, to be honest, I, I uh, am not that much like I don't love doing the interviews anymore I want to get a show host in New York like I want to like cause for our New York office I want to have all the interviews going out of there yeah. so I want to yeah get off all that camera stuff um so then yeah like there's just things that you wouldn't think right like yeah, yeah but um if I could if I could maybe share for people that wanting to start a business right now, what was I struggling with back then? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was first starting, things that I was struggling with were uh, in the first four months, I was sued for trademark infringement. Uh, the magazine wasn't called Founder at the time. It was called something else. Um, that was a really tough one. Um, you know, I was struggling to work out how to get customers, man. Let's be honest. Right, like it ain't easy. Yeah. It ain't easy, like creating a product and then generating sales. Like it's actually really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying all these different things. I was trying like to understand who to listen to. I was trying to understand who's actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Like I was trying to understand who do I want to surround myself with. I was going to events in like Melbourne and stuff, and I would be meeting people and I'd be networking and I'd be doing catch ups from people I'd meet on LinkedIn and like, unfortunately, you know, um, some of those catch-ups were not that beneficial, right? Like, so this is kind of like, you know, those are the struggles that I had back then. Um, Even, even before I even launched Founder, it took six months of just fucking around because, you know, like I wasn't happy with the design. I wasn't happy with um, the content and like, you know, I was really scared what other people would think. And mm-hmm. like, like it was, it was like, uh, you know, it, it's really tough. Right. And I get it. And, and the biggest problem is you only know what you know. Yeah. Right. And the, the sooner you can surround yourself with like-minded people or like find people that have done it, the faster you're going to get the results that you're looking for. Um, so I think it's, it's one part mindset because you've got to obviously, you know, pitch in and do the work and, you know, graft. And then it's the other part around just like your influences and the resources around you. Um, I really believe that like, you know, you are the average of the five to 10 people you spend most of your time with. And like, it's, you know, part of the game, even for, for me right now, 
is is um we are always looking to learn from other people and that's the whole essence of founder right like you know every everyone to get where they want to go somebody out there has done it and it's your job to actually find that person and learn from them and if you can you will speed up the growth cycle of what you're trying to do tenfold hundred x fold yeah for sure for sure and there's there's so much to be learned from other people especially as a beginner like everything i've ever learned about marketing has come from other people and i'm very happy to say that like everything you ever learn has come from someone else i know you share the same annoyance um as i do at the guru world um and it makes life very hard for legitimate content creators who are putting out content out there which they actually know that what they're talking about and not just regurgitating something else they've seen someone else talk about um what do you think it is about that industry that is so damaging to the younger generation and people in business because i mean everyone when they're starting out wants to learn from somebody but it's an absolute minefield out there these days and and there's no regulation and anyone that can create youtube content and you don't know who to trust and so yeah what are your thoughts on the whole guru culture well my thoughts are that um it's only going to get worse mm. uh and all we can do is is just keep you know, finding really smart people to, to share on our platform. Um, why is it happening? It's because it's lucrative for people, right? Like it's lucrative um, to do like, you know, the Ty Lopez model, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a model, it's a business model, right? It's, 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 it's literally, funny enough, like you talk about Neil Patel, like, it, it's a model, right? Like um, I'm not saying Neil has that model, um, but yeah, like, uh, me and Neil, we've spoken quite a lot and, and he, we've spoken about this before as well. So yeah. as I say, but um, yeah, he, like, I think, he, uh, and I've seen it, it, it is easy to get good conversion rates if you show your lifestyle, right? And show it, true, true, whether the lifestyle is true or fake, it is very appealing to certain people, like certain people, right? So yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, it's, you know, personal brands, all these different things can be very, very powerful, right? It's like, you know, that person. And then if that person says, well, look, you've seen, I've taken you on this journey, you've seen my life, like you can have this too, just like you got to do X, Y, and Z, Um, then people jump at it, right? So um, it's one of those things, right? Where unfortunately we're in a day and age where a lot of people, um, are trying to teach things where they probably aren't qualified to teach in many ways. Right. So, um, look, my take on it, I don't want to come at it from a uh, negative standpoint. I just think it is what it is. And it's, it's due to the power of the internet, right. That, um, this has kind of come to life and it's just going to keep building, right. Like it's, it's just going to keep building and that, and that is actually good for us at founder because, um, you know, we'll just continue to, you know, work with like legit entrepreneurs that have actual real businesses that have actual substantial businesses. And, um, we, we will only grow from it. Right. Because from a sea of, of, of gurus, you know, people will see these beacons, right. Of, of legit founders out there providing actual real value. Of course, of course. And there are plenty of legitimate founders, legitimate business owners who have info-based business models as well, but they have actually done the thing that they're they're therefore going to teach. I think the problem for me is not necessarily the guys who are 
who have already built that success and then and I'll teach other people how to do that maybe because they've got a passion in, empower, a passion in empowering other people. It's the people that aren't actually doing the thing that they then teach to do or haven't ever Correct. done that thing. And I think that's the biggest Correct. issue how a 16-year-old kid can watch some online course hypothetically and regurgitate that course and sell it for $1,000 and sell some lifestyle-based stuff. It's like the Forex traders that we have on so heavily on Instagram. And yep. that's it's one of those things that I, I, I personally think that um, we'll hit with a lot of regulation. Um, and I think there'll be some kind of need for certifications, guarantees of some sort. I mean, one thing I always say is with, with info products and, and guru based content is if you're, if it's like, it's like a personal trainer, right? If you're going to teach somebody how to be successful and you're going to promise somebody success, or you're going to teach someone how to achieve X, Y, Z, even if that's gaining followers on Instagram, then you should have some kind of guarantee to say, hey, look, I'm going to teach you how to do this thing. But if you follow what I do and you don't actually mess it up, then you're going to have some kind of guarantee of results. It's like if you go to the gym and the personal trainer and he says, hey, or he or she says, hey, you're going to lose weight. And in three months time, you're going to follow my diet plan. You're going to follow my workout plan. If you don't lose any weight whatsoever and you've done exactly what they said you're going to do, then you're probably going to be pretty pissed off with that personal trainer because they, they clearly don't really know what they're talking about if you've done absolutely everything. So why then in online education is it okay to promise somebody these things? They, that person, the customer then goes ahead and does everything and there's no guarantee whatsoever. And so that to me is what doesn't really add up. And certainly I don't know if you're aware, but I have a, a product, a, 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 a education-based product, but we are the only in my entire industry to actually offer a guarantee to people. We, we, I don't want your money if I can't get your results, bottom line. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Look, we have we have a pretty epic guarantee as well, right? So um, ours is like one year. You just got to do the work, right? Yeah, and exactly. show, show us you do the work. And if, if it doesn't work for you, we'll, we'll refund you. There's no questions asked, right? Like, yeah, I should be careful. It's not no questions asked because we asked, like, yeah, you know, yeah. why, why didn't it work for you? But, um, yeah, I think I think when it comes to this stuff, it's tricky, man. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, sales tactics, hype, all this stuff, scarcity, all these different things, which, you know, it works, right? It works. And, um, you know, the, the more and more we start to build founder, the more and more, uh, you know, we're moving away from all of that kind of stuff um, because we, you know, we're, we're trying to build a mass market uh educational platform Mm -hmm. and a mass market brand Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, we, we don't even want to ever feel like you're in some funnel or anything like that. Right. So, um, you know, I'm like, we're taking a different perspective around that. Like, yes, uh, direct response principles, uh, big fan, big fan of direct response. Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, I think you can do it in an elegant way, I think. But, you know, the days of like click funnels and stuff, awesome tool, love Russell, learned so much from him. Um, there's a lot of people with click funnels accounts, man, that are doing exactly mm-hmm. what you said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's not that it's so much the tool, it's, the, it's how you use it, isn't it, at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, but you're clearly good at doing your due diligence. You've interviewed some incredible people. And are there any interviews to you which really stand out as being really, really inspirational and, and thought-provoking, but for you in your personal life? Mm. It's really tricky, man. Like, to be honest, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, at all the interviews you've done, what's the best one? What's been the most impactful one? What's been the most mm-hmm. inspirational one? What one have you taken the most from? 
It's really hard because, like, I was thinking about it yesterday. I've done, like, so many interviews, probably maybe close to 500 now, <laughs> right? Right. Over a seven-year period. And that is just, like, a huge blur, dude. <laughs> like, I don't remember anything. Um, it's like I, I, have a, I have a mind and a brain where, like, like, I love Breaking Bad, like, one of the most epic TV series ever, or, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah. But... If I went to watch it again, it would be like I don't remember what happened. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I was watching a movie, not last night, but the night before, my fiance, and like we watched it two years ago, but it took us halfway to work it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't, so to answer your question, look, I've done a lot of awesome interviews, man. I've learned from some really, really, really smart people, right? And I take that away. Like, I'm, these days I'm pretty selfish um, around kind of the questions I ask um, quite candidly. Uh, so look, I, I don't have any one person to be honest, Jordan, um, but I can tell you one person that come to mind straight away that I love speaking to. And I've, you know, I met him through clarity mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I've got a lot of advice from him through clarity around, you know, founder and what we're building and stuff. Um, and that person, his name is Malcolm Ong, mm-hmm. Malcolm O-N-G. And uh, he's one of the co-founders of Skillshare. Okay. So I interviewed him recently, but before that, you know, once a year for the past couple of years or two, two times a year, I just catch up with him on a clarity call. It costs like, you know, 300, 500 bucks and the insights that he's given us around how we're going to build the founder platform and how we continue to build it has been priceless, man. So, um, yeah, it's more around kind of speaking of really smart people, like I said before, that have done what you want to do, right? So like Skillshare is a massive online educational platform. He's, I think on the board still, or maybe not, but he's not active in the company. He's moved on on his journey. And for me to be able to learn how he's built this incredible online educational platform, different to founder, but still a lot of similarities is game changing, man. Like, you know, like having millions and millions and millions of students, right? Like, you know, like it's game changing. I think that's so important for people to take away what you just said then about like you're paying for those clarity sessions and like you've already got a very successful business and to a lot of people, in their minds, they'll be thinking, looking at what you're doing and we'll presume that you've just got this tunnel vision of you know exactly what you're doing, exactly where you're going with everything. Um, but paying somebody else for their, their outside look sometimes can just be so invaluable. I remember when we launched, we rebranded our company at the end of, our, end of last year to Affluent.co and, and before then we had a very clunky name and we had such a, in my mind, I had such a clear vision of exactly what I wanted this brand to be and what I wanted to achieve from it. And I just wanted to get a second opinion on it. And we paid for a consultation day. We spent a whole day with um, one of the chief, uh, ex-chief marketing officers from the Mars Group, the actual Mars Bars, a gentleman named Chris. And the insights that I got from that, it, like, it, it changed absolutely everything. That I mean, we still had the same vision, but the direction and the path that we needed to take changed completely. And I, mean, I think that's... One of the worst things that you can do in my mind in business and, and especially when you're starting out, most importantly, is let your own ego and pride like take over the fact that other people know better than you know in, in many different topics. And you should actually just let them have their say and, and, and ask people for second opinions and ask and ask again and, until you, you really get a clear picture of what it is you're trying to achieve. 
Yeah, I agree. 110% still to this day. Like, you know, I probably spend like over a hundred thousand dollars a year just on like, uh, you know, books, courses, training, advisory, coaching. Um, it's because like, that's the stuff that you get the true goal from. That's where you level up, man. So yeah. like, yeah, that's just on my own development. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, so so important right like to be able to do that and just keep pushing and, and keep learning and keep leveling up because mm -hmm. it's never enough right like mm -hmm. you hit one goal yeah. uh and then you're just like wow well, what's next right and then you hit another goal and it's like wow well, what's next and just um you know over over time with what we're building at founder um you know, the vision has become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and uh yeah, it's um, you got to learn from other people. It's mm -hmm. so key. No, and not enough people talk about it. No, no, definitely not. And I, I think it's because a lot of people just a lot of people presume or just have uh, they just think they know what it is that they're doing or what they're talking about and don't have the humility to say, hey, like guys, I need I need some help here. Like I want I want somebody else's input. Um, Nathan, I, I you've you've had so much. Just bringing things back to you quickly. You've had so much success. Um, and whether you deem like, I mean, you're, you're probably deem yourself still just getting started, which is great. I mean, I, I always, I've always said, I, I always thought I was alone in this. Like I thought I had the curse of Jordan Platten before I kind of was exposed to the entrepreneurship space and was welcomed so, so warmly by everybody who a culture, I think there's a big culture online of uh, people presume that other people don't want you to do well. And we always hear that, but I think true entrepreneurship is about helping other people and empowering other people. And, and I, I've always, when other business owners come to me, I'll always do everything I can to actually help those people. But I always thought it was me that had that curse of wanting to progress and keep moving on. I always said it was a curse of one year. So every year I need to move on. I need to level up. What's the next step? What's the next job? I'm unemployable. I had 14 jobs before the age of 21 years old. And that's when I knew I really had to start my own business. But success to me, one of the craziest things is when, when I started to have, and again, I'm very much only just getting started, I consider myself. But one of the biggest things that I noticed was the impact that that had on other people around me. Friends, family, and both positive and negative in the way people respond, because not everybody has that curse. Not everybody has that same mentality, that obsession with progression. How did you find in your life? Because especially with founder, I mean, it compar comparably to other businesses, you've grown so quickly, especially when it comes to following and influence. How did that, how did other people receive that in your life? Both the positive and the negative. Hmm. Good question. Um, family, really great. Um, at first, my parents didn't really understand what I was doing. Uh, but then as time went on, um, and especially like when I was looking to go full time on it, they're like, okay, we'll like, look like Nate, this is something Nathan's really passionate about. Um, this, you know, is something that he wants to do, you know, we support him. Uh, but at the start, they didn't really understand. Um, and my mom's amazing, but like, I never forget. And also my dad, they used to have an opinion on what I was doing and try to tell me what to do. And like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, you think you're going to build this big thing, whatever. And like, oh, you think you're an entrepreneur and all this stuff. And I'd laugh about it, like have a bit of a laugh because we always make fun of each other. <laughs> um, uh, but look, as time went on, they could see that like, one, 
uh, I was really passionate about this stuff and two, um, like maybe I was onto something. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, family's been really good. Now it's like really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I keep my mum and my dad kind of in the loop on what's happening mm-hmm. on a day-to-day and it's like they're coming on the journey with me because it's really fun. It's like a crazy journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um Friends, yeah, friends have been really good too. Um, one thing I have found though, uh, just from a personal standpoint, is that uh, the more, from my experience anyways, the more and more you get into the this entrepreneurship stuff and business building stuff, the more and more sometimes for certain friends, certain friends, it becomes harder to relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends uh, that I've known my whole life, um, I'm still quite close with, right? But there are some that unfortunately I just, it's harder to connect, right? Um, it, it just is. Um, it's like, you know, there's certain friends that you would have, like I don't have kids yet, but, you know, um, I know like you might have experienced this. There's certain friends that, you know, once they've got kids um, and they have a family and you don't, it's just harder to connect, mm-hmm. right? So it's a similar kind of thing that has happened. Um, and, yeah, it's been interesting, right? Like, um, as as founder has grown, certain people have come out of the woodworks, yeah. right? Like, you know, people I used to go to school with, people that perhaps may not have been, might not have been that nice to me. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, want to catch up? Want to pick my brain? Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of things. And you know, look, I'll do my best uh, to to help serve them however I can. Thankfully. We have a business all around that stuff. Thankfully, 99.9% of our content is free and I can point them in the right direction, right? That's been interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, I've had a very similar experience myself. And I think a lot of people have. And because the reason I ask that is because a lot of people who watch my channel are, are aspiring agency owners and many of them are already existing agency owners and lots of them are just starting out. Some of them have just got a couple of clients. Many have gone through this process or are going to go through that process. And I think it's always a shock for people that not everybody, even the people that you maybe have spent, I mean, I had no friends that I spent so many hours with talking about achievements and success and what we wanted to get out of our lives. And we were kind of drunk at three in the morning at the end of a night out every weekend. And we're talking about what we're going to achieve. And then actually it's all, it's quite sad sometimes when you realize those same friends aren't then rooting for you when you actually do make that happen. I think that's quite a shock for a lot of people when they then have that success, but also it's wonderful having the support network from your family and other people that, that do maybe people that you haven't spoken to in a while and, and do then show a lot of success and not just because they want to muscle in and get something in on the action. And of course there are people like that. I always say there's a cycle of three things that, that happen. There's the, the first thing that happens is people, some the people who the naysayers will take the mick and then they'll ask questions and then they'll copy you. They'll try and do something similar or they'll try something of their own, which is great. And I think as long as you always welcome those people with open arms and, and try and help them out. I mean, obviously not, sitting down for hour-long meetings and and whatnot but pointing them over to your free content which is invaluable for anybody to be creating online i I just think that's the best thing you can possibly do so yeah no absolutely you 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 answered that question for me and nathan i don't want to take up too much of your time today so we can we can round things up now i've really really enjoyed having you on uh getting chassis with platy today i I, obviously people can can find out about uh, more about founder on founder.com which is found r not er.com to subscribe to the magazine but where are where are you putting out the most content uh personal brand related content uh, these days um so where can people where can people find you if they want to find you 
Yeah, so look, um, I'm really focused on growing the founder brand. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I have recognized over time is because is I've never really wanted to be perceived as the man or the big boy <laughs> or any of that kind of stuff or this big <laughs> boss um, is is, you know, there needs to be a leader behind every brand, like Elon Musk to Tesla, like mm-hmm. Richard Branson to Virgin, mm-hmm. um, like Ariana Huffington to the Huffington Post, right? So um, I'm really trying to step up as a leader um, and um, really champion the movement that we're really driving at Founder. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people would like to see more personal brand kind of content um, around what's happening, how I'm building this company um, and just a ton of awesome value. Uh, please do check out our YouTube channel, just youtube.com forward slash founder. So it's founder without the E. Mm-hmm. Um, so found R. Uh, so yeah, youtube.com forward slash founder. Uh, we've got a, we're working on a vlog. We're kind of starting to get it going. Nice. Which is, you know, we're just showing behind the scenes of how we're building this company. And um yeah, like anything, uh, you know, around my journey, just how we're building it. I, I, I really, uh, really, really, really want to build an incredible YouTube channel which documents um, that journey on there. And also, you know, interviews and, and we've got all sorts of other um, content manager experts that we're getting to produce content for us there. So, yeah, youtube.com forward slash founder. Wicked. Thank you so much, Nathan. Guys, if you've enjoyed this, please do share it with somebody else who will get value from it. Drop me down a comment below with your favorite part as well. And yeah, we'll be back again very, very soon. Thank you, Nathan. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Absolute pleasure.